0: Thanks for listening to episode 54 of Impact Boom. My name's Tom Allen, I'm the director of 7 Positive and I'm passionate about bringing you the latest interviews and insights to help you create positive social impact. Today we're speaking with Richard Warner and Michael Peter Cherry. Richard Warner is the coordinator of Nundar Community Enterprises Cooperative, a social enterprise creating meaningful work opportunities for people with a cognitive disability. The Nundar Cooperative was awarded the Best Social Enterprise in Australia in 2015, and in 2016 was finalist in the same awards for its work supporting refugee communities to establish their own enterprises. Richard has a background in social work and community development, and volunteers on a number of not for profit boards. Richard is also the current Secretary of the Queensland Social Enterprise Council, or QSEC, which is Australia's first peak body for social enterprise. And he has a long history as an advocate, volunteer, and paid worker in the disability and community sector and resides in Brisbane, Queensland. And Michael Cherry has worked with the Nundah Community Enterprise Cooperative since the beginning and is a current board member. So on today's podcast, we'll discuss Richard and Michael's insights into community cooperatives, we will get their thoughts and perspective on social enterprise opportunities, and we'll hear what they believe can be done to create stronger opportunities for positive social change. Richard and Michael, thanks very much for joining us.
1: You're welcome. Thanks, Tom, great to be here. Yeah.
0: So to kick things off, could you both please share a little bit about your background and what led you to working in the social enterprise and cooperative sector?
2: Well, I was, I was looking for a work, some work out, i was working in the pushing trials and stuff, and basically none of that worked out for me, so I basically went to my worker or told her I needed to find a job. Someone was talking to me and said, Look, there's a possibility in the co op that there might be some work. That with was Dave was the coordinator back then. So I was started out the parks crew. So going out and parks mowing parks and basically doing all different jobs like cleaning units and all sorts of stuff I was doing and I really enjoyed the job because People out there don't realise for us with a disability that we're capable of doing just as much work as anybody else mm. and putting in the, the effort. And I think for me, I put in the effort 70 percent all the time. Every time I'm in there, I make sure that things are done right and, and I do a good job. And People come up to me saying, gee, you do such a good job. You're a nice person. And I said, look, I enjoy working here. The bosses are great. Um, with people, it's really hard to find jobs out in the community with people with disability and we started this co-op basically so that people can find work and have stable work in the community Mm. in this job because they were finding it hard to find work out in the the world and then they all got together and said let's start a co-op and so we did and then we started off from there.
0: Fantastic. So Richard, can you tell us about the beginnings of this Cooperative or your involvement since you've been, uh, yeah. been here doing yeah.
1: the work? Well, my, my involvement was from hearing about the great work that people like Michael did and, and Dave Langdon, who he mentioned, um, uh, the group of people who set up the co-op. And I was really impressed with that model because it was an example of, you know, commonly in, in, the, in the disability world you see organisations set up to serve people or do things for people. Um, and that's that's great, that's important. But this was an example of an organisation where people developed it to help each other, to help themselves. Mm. So, and also they were, you know, they were running a business mm. and they were, you know, they could decide what to do with the profits of that business, which they put into more support for for the workers. So it was a, it was a really impressive model, one of the first sort of um you know, hybrid—you uh, know—social social, social mm. enterprises, one of the yep. sort of hybrid uh, of charity and business. Uh, yep. And you know, I, I was really attracted to that. So, when, it, when the job came up, I put my hand up.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. So, could you tell us more about the sort of projects that you're involved with at the the cooperative, and what the broader aims of the organisation are?
2: Well, our aim is to f- to keep people who are in the job uh, to stay in the job, and maybe one day they might move, or they like to stay there. Um, just to keep their work because for me, if I didn't have this work, I'd be staying at home watching TV, looking at four walls. So basically, it gets me out of the house talking to people in the community and basically just, just having that people that can help you through things. Because I had a lot, of, I had a mental illness way back a couple of years ago, yep. Um, I was in and out of hospital, so it made it very hard for me to concentrate on the job I was doing mm. at that time. But now, i um, now. I used to work in the parks, and now I'm working in the cafe. And the people in the cafe are just really awesome people. We've had staff in the cafe that have come and gone, and you know it's been a good, big, a couple of years in the cafe, and you get to know the people, yeah. and how good and what sort of job they do, and you get to meet the different chefs in the job, and that is and how they do the job, and different ways of cooking their food, and and all that sort of stuff. And now we've got this chef named Steve. Who does? Who does? He's been in different cafes and restaurants in his career, and he came he came aboard about a couple of years ago. With him and Casty, and it's been really good. The food's been delicious. He's very a nice bloke, and they just keep people like to come to work every day, just to you know for a cup of coffee or just to say good day, yeah. and to get that opportunity for the public to see us out there working and knowing that we're achieving the goals of getting the money to have other cops too yeah. like if we could start other help other people start other cop their co-op that's a positive stuff for me and everybody else mm. because it's pretty hard to start a cop but that gives them the insight of what it's done for us and then give them a bit and just the courses we're doing as well is a with people are getting doing their own businesses making their own cafes after their jobs they're doing and yeah, exactly. it's been a very positive thing in this op Really is, we're making money. Like as I said, sometimes we're, when our chips are down, we we just pick ourselves up and just keep on going. Yeah. We try to keep the business going by actually um, getting more catering out there, getting the people to know that we're at, that we're our catering's out there, and it's been a positive because people are saying that the tree has been really good. And they really enjoy the food and they would love to keep their catering going for their business Mm. and that's good for us because that keeps the money going for us and keeps us employed and keeps us going and you know every day i come in with work and i'm always happy and Mm.
0: i'm
2: always willing to just find a work whatever there is and it's been great
0: fantastic yeah so for those of us in the audience, uh, Richard, who are unfamiliar with cooperatives, could you please explain how cooperatives differ from other enterprise structures?
1: Yeah, a, co- a co-op is, is quite a different beast. So it's, uh, I mean, the primary difference is it's a member-based organisation, or member-based structure. The authority resides in the members and the co-op is all about serving the needs of the members. So that's, that's the, probably the primary difference. The, in terms of this co-op, it was a group of people who were long term unemployed yep. who had tried everything they could to find work and were unable to find work. Yep. So the initial eight members of the co-op came together and said, let's try and generate work for ourselves. And that was the, the formation. Of it the
2: was. Co-op. And there but we are now. We've got like... How many people we got working for us now? 20. 20 yeah. people working for us and they're all doing their different jobs. People out to do the parks. People in the cafe. So it's all positive stuff, mm. and they all enjoy coming in every day to do the work. So yeah, Cause people are so happy to see them. And.
0: So could you please tell us a little bit about some of the biggest challenges that you guys have faced as a cooperative, and how did you navigate your way
1: around them? So there's there's a twin set of challenges. So mm. one is, um, you know, are we creating? a workspace that is adapted to the needs of our members with disabilities and is supportive so that's a challenge and then the 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 other challenge is you know, are we running viable, productive, efficient businesses? And we call that the, um, you know, it's a creative tension of, of what we call participation and production. So we're, we're balancing that all the time. Mm. Uh, and, you know, if we do that right, then we move, we move forward. Yeah. A, exactly. A yeah.
2: If we can keep the people in the job and the money rolling for them, so cause they, they've got savings, you put money away each week. My goal is to get my license next year. Yep. So buying a car and all that, so the money I'm getting from here, gives me that one step closer of mm. getting get my dream thing to do and I'm saving a lot of money I'm putting like a hundred bucks away each fall from work and you know I've got so much a lot so much confidence in the work even when I was sick you know people are always supportive they, they always wanna I've had people when I've been in high school come up and visit me and see if I'm all right mm. and, you know you don't get that in a, in any other job yeah people just don't care in the in the out in the out in the world, yep. all they care about is you doing the job and if you don't do it, then you're fine. Mm. But with here, people take the stuff, make sure you're welcome and they always check on you, see if you're okay and if you need to talk to them, you can send them aside and say, I need to talk to you about something and they're there to, to talk to you about anything you have and, you know, I couldn't have that anywhere in other jobs. Yeah. This job's been really positive for me and I think it has for everybody who works mm. here. It's all been positive stuff.
0: That's great to hear, and it sounds like a really supportive environment. It is. So what would be the top three tips that you'd give to someone who's keen to start a co-op? Basically, if you want
2: to start a co-op, you basically, um, number one, make sure you've got work there, and number two, you basically make sure the money's right. You try to start up a co-op for them, and and if they need advice, they can always come to us, and we, we could give them advice or maybe go to their business, and... Teach them how to start up a co-op, so it works out for them. Because mm. it's been so successful here, I'm pretty sure anywhere else it'd be successful for them. Yeah. It's just getting them got started, and if we could help them get started with this business and get more co-ops going, means they'll get more people in jobs and and more people working. People mm. with disability who can't find work yep. gives them work and gives them things to do. And means it's a positive thing working for a co-op. And I reckon there are more people in, who are working, it's less people who are out there in the street drinking and taking drugs and yep. basically not having food on the table and paying rent. Mm. It's all positive stuff. So
0: Fantastic. Yeah. So, how have you seen the social enterprise and the cooperative sector transform and change over the last five years or so? And where do you see it heading?
1: It's certainly growing. So, uh, NCC was probably one of the first. Social modern social enterprises in in it, Australia. It, it was yeah. It's certainly so. We started nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. Um. It's so it's really growing the sector the social enterprise sector. Not so many cooperatives as a part of that mix, but that is growing as well. And there's mm. a bit of resurgence on the part of the cooperative movement in supporting new new developments. So there's a big uh, there's a peak body called the Business Council of Cops and Mutuals who are looking into what they, they call um, public service mutuals, they call them, or social cooperatives, yep. and trying to support those, uh, you know, those to form around needs like um, uh, unemployment or, um, or disability support or whatever it is. Mm. So so that's, so that's changing. You're certainly seeing a, a sector that's able to, um, in terms of social enterprise, that's able to define itself and its impacts better, I think, Yeah. Uh, and, and its point of difference. Mm,
0: certainly. So if we were to look at social enterprise from a policy perspective, what do you believe would be the key steps that government need to take to help to foster and support an
1: innovative social sector? I think the most significant thing is social procurement, I think. So the tendering of work to social enterprises with, with some uh, either, either work set aside for the social enterprise sector or there being some waiting in the in the. Uh, tendering process mm. uh, in in favour of social enterprises and recognising the social impact and the, and the you know the financial yeah. and social benefit that has. So I think that's probably so giving us works the most yeah. critical thing in I terms mean, of growing the sector. I
2: think for the government, if the government was on board and to help us support the co-op, maybe that'd be a good thing too. Like the like our local people up the road, just to just to have them support us, and you know. Gives us a bit of money when we, now and then if they can afford it, and just getting that support from the community. If we got the community support, means we can support more people in finding work, and the, and the, and, the, and the keeps the business going, and brings the money in, and mm. just keeps people keeping the cafe and parks we rolling and yep. just keeps it nice rolling smoothly, and that's a positive thing.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Um, yeah. So NTc obviously has a number of different uh, businesses running. Yes. And uh, we've heard about the parks maintenance, we've heard about the cafe. Beyond the work that you guys are doing, are there any really inspiring projects or initiatives that you've come across recently which are creating some great
1: positive social Well, change? we
2: just did a talk up at Bundaberg, wasn't it?
1: We did, yeah.
2: um, Talking about our experiences, and I thought that was positive for me, to talk about how the carpet's done for me. And people there were pretty supportive, saying... That, they were happy, that was great talk, and I think things like that, just going out there and talking about our experiences, gives people an to know that they can probably do, know that we're doing well, yep. and actually gives them support to start up their own work or some kind of work for for people with a disability. Because there's a lot of people with disability who don't have work and aren't doing nothing in their lives. Mm. So I think for people to get the people who have a disability a chance to fight to do something that they enjoy, even if it's work or something, uh, is a positive thing because there's a lot of people with got a disability who are trying to find work and just can't because no one wants to apply them because yeah because they got a disability they think they can't do the job and they're not good enough for their for their business and I think that's really sad. Mm. I don't think I think they need to find need more people out there need to understand that they can, that we can do that just as well as anybody else. Yeah, and we're capable of you just got to give us a chance. Mm. Give us a chance of trying to do it. And we may be a bit slower than other people. And if they just give us a
0: chance, maybe that's a positive thing. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Fantastic, Michael. Yeah. Richard, did you, did you want to add to that? Yeah. Oh,
1: in terms of social enterprises doing good stuff? Yeah. Oh, uh, well, I mean, as Emma Crate and Rob over at Salisbury, so they're, they're very impressive. They connect, and we've... Um, Watched them for many years in terms of their sort of depth of impact and their passion and drive. Like we've mm. been over
2: there, we did a we went over there one time, didn't we?
1: And mm. gave a talk over there. On and phones. then a
2: lady from I think what's her name? Zeta. Zeta came to us and said, "Like I want to give you free coffee for a year." And now we're using her coffee to make coffee up at the coffee cart,
1: mm, and fantastic.
2: people seem to enjoy that as well. So and it's just good things that people do. Like come the community, you'd like to have, like helping us out. Stuff like that—that's actually really good. Yeah, keeps yeah. us going, makes us happy, and
1: so there's great Australian examples like um, like Food Connect and a, and a range of you know uh, social enterprises in Australia and, uh, and and certainly Queensland. Some international ones we've taken a bit of an interest in. Are, um, there's the really amazing—they're they're very big. The Self Employed Women's Association in India, SEWA. So they're they're very impressive, uh, working with with women to around microfinance and, and business and bringing non-unionised non, non labour yeah. together to women to sort of support each other. So that, they're a very impressive group. Um, and the other group I've come across recently, they've been going for a while now, but they're called the Greystone Bakery. So they're in New York, in Yonkers, and they have a open hiring policy. So they, they run a bakery and they employ basically anyone who comes in. <laughs> off, off the street
2: that's actually a good thing yeah those people get my feet get work so yeah,
1: yeah. and they've got it they've got a contract with ben and jerry's ice cream to make i've all seen the, that i've heard about that yeah all the all the brownies yeah um, yeah um yeah. but really a very impressive impressive social enterprise model mm. uh, that, yeah that, that one but there's so many so many great examples yeah. across the world yeah, yeah. absolutely
0: yeah. fantastic well some great initiatives there so to finish off then what books would you recommend to our listeners
1: well, we've written a book called uh, Participation and Production. So I reckon
2: I, if I read a book, I'd write a book on my experiences in the carp in my life, um, how the work's helped me with my mental illness and how it's kept me going and just write about my experiences at the carp for all these years. Mm. So i probably have a lot of insight by I read a book. But I probably could write a book on the inside of all the work I've done and what I've seen and what I've done and yeah. seeing the staff go in and out and stuff like that just blame me on so long. It's just... I can't believe it's been so many years. We've been there. It's yeah. been going, and
1: it's been positive. Sounds like you got a, a new project.
2: Well, made it, yeah.
1: <laughs> the other, the other ones. Um, so we'll have to work on that.
2: Area. I think so, yeah.
1: Um, there's a great um, book on cooperatives called uh, "Humanizing the Economy" by a guy called John Ristarkus. So that's um, it's really like a bit of a tour of the world and lots of different cooperatives. So, mm. You know, doing lots of different things.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's been some fantastic insights from both of you today. Yeah. Richard and Michael, thanks so much for sharing your time and, yeah. and sharing your experience. You're welcome. And uh, we'll very much look forward to following your, your progress and touching base again in the future.
2: Okay, thank you very much. No thanks worries. for your time. Thanks Tom. thanks, Tom.
0: Thanks for listening to Impact Boom.